Don't miss the freedom streams where you will be impacted with powerful life-changing messages by Pastor Dennis Mato. Come on, do you know it? Just sing it with me. Don't miss the freedom streams where you will be impacted with powerful life-changing messages by Pastor Dennis Matos. Come on, do you know it? Just sing it with me. Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. All divisions, confusions, denominations, and problems come from these two sources, doctrines and gifts. If we are frank and honest, we will admit that the more doctrines and gifts we have, the more divisions we have in the church. Every division and denomination is built up on either a certain doctrine or a certain kind of gift. I am standing here to challenge this. My attitude is toward Christ, not toward doctrine. I don't like to talk about doctrine. We simply need to help people to believe in Jesus Christ, to personally receive him as their savior and the son of God who was incarnated as a man, died on the cross for our sins and resurrected on the third day. Then we need to help people to love this Christ, to know this Christ, to experience this Christ and to be built up as a church to experience this Christ. As long as we do that, that is wonderful, that is good enough. Let us forget everything else. Let us love Christ. Let us know Christ. Let us experience Experience Christ. Let us enjoy Christ. Let us be built up as a church to experience and express this Christ. Freedom experience. Experiencing Christ. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ. Freedom Experience Zone Radio. Enjoying music. Enjoying Christ. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Welcome to Freedom Streams brought to you by Freedom Express Ministry, Makindia Kampala, Uganda. These teachings express the triune God in His Word as life to impart, light to shine, grace to enjoy, and truth to realize. And now, let's listen to Pastor Dennis Matumba. Thank you. 
We bless the Lord because we are back once again on Freedom Streams program. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, over from Kampala, Uganda, and I enjoy sitting here and blessing you, sitting here and share the word of Christ in uh, to you wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in or raised on our radio, on our podcast. May the Lord bless you wherever you are. God richly expand you and increase you and make this Christ be revealed in you. In Jesus' mighty name, I want to prepare you as we prepare to continue with our episodes of the experience of Christ. And here we are in our 17th episode. Just know that 16 episodes have been covered and we have enjoyed a lot in the book uh, of Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians and Philippians. We are in this experience of Christ uh, teaching series and we have seen several things. But because of the time, we want to uh, just make a recap a, a little then we continue we have seen in the previous episode we are talking about the experience of christ and we said that christ is supposed to be in other words we say that the biggest point in the book of ephesians is the experience of christ and we say that the experience uh, of christ is is having seven items but five of them we say they are being strengthened in the inner man that was Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 we said also being renewed in the spirit of the mind that is Ephesians 4:23 and we talked about also growth that was in verse 16 and then we saw building by the growth that is Ephesians chapter 2, 20 to 22. And we saw also fighting the battle. That was in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, uh, verses 12. Now, these five items that were strengthening, l- renewing, growing, building, and fighting. Now, we added on other aspects that were so important. And um, that those were the, uh, the, the aspect of uh, um, Christ being in us and us being in Christ. We also saw several scriptures that were showing us uh, those two other aspects to make them seven. And previously we talked about being strengthened into the inner man. Yes, and we also talked about Christ making his home into our hearts. Right now we want to continue to our third item, which is being renewed in the spirit of our mind. Being renewed in the spirit of our mind. What does it mean to be renewed in the spirit of our mind? Now, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, the spirit of your mind is another term that is particular. It indicates that the spirit is in our mind. When you read that verse, it is as if the spirit is in your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That means that your mind appears to have the spirit, to have a spirit. Now, it is hard to tell whether this is the human spirit or the Holy Spirit. Now, there is the article there, the spirit of your mind. But spirit is rendered in lowercase, whereas there is the article there. Now, I believe that this is the mingled spirit, whereby your spirit is mingled with the Holy Spirit. To be renewed in the spirit of your mind means that our mind is taken over by the spirit. This is the only way we can have the mind of Christ. The Bible says you have the mind of Christ. But that is an objective statement. If we want to take it subjective, then the Bible says, let this mind be in you. That is the experiential part. 
Now it is not that our mind controls our spirit, but that our spirit controls our mind. Now, with the too many of us, it is the mind that is controlling the spirit. The mind is over the spirit. But with if we surrender and yield and consecrate ourselves, the mingled spirit will control our mind. You see? So that it becomes the spirit of our mind. It is by such a spirit that our mind is renewed. Without a spirit, our mind cannot be renewed. Hallelujah. Now, we have too many oldness in our mind. The old man, the old thinking, the old everything. We are very old. By the time we get saved, we are old. Our mind is old. It has done and seen out of stuff. That oldness has got to be removed in our thinking, in our, our mind. Remove the oldness. Our mind is too old. It has expired. It's corrupted. We need to be renewed in our mind. And this is the great matter in Christianity. The reason we don't grow is that we are simply too old. When you become old, you stop to grow. You just wear out and become old. There are stages of growth in a, in a human being. So the husbandman uh, of the, 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 the vine can tell us that, uh, that, um, um, that the, the, the way to help trees to grow is by cutting off the old branches to make the tree new. I hope you know that and you believe that. You want to renew the, 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 your, your, your flower, you are going to trim off some of the branches and those leaves that are old that are turning into yellow color, you get the point, so that it renews its strength. Now, if the oldness is cut off, that is what we call maybe pruning, something new will come out. You get the point. So we have been using our mind in, the, in our whole life before even we got saved, even when we have uh, come to church, but it has now become too old and it needs to be renewed. Not by human hands, no, uh, uh, not by your thoughts, no, but by the renewing spirit. You need that renewing spirit to renew your inner, your mind. And this is a spiritual way, a spiritual work that is done by prayer and reading the word of God. You get the point. And minding about those spiritual things, as the Bible says in Philippians 4, 8. You get. So now, Having lived, uh, we want to leave that one and uh, uh, we, uh, we want to, to continue to see the growing up into Christ. Briefly, I believe you have understood what it means to renew your mind. Now I want to proceed to this one that says that growing up into Christ as our and a third aspect item. Now after we are renewed, then we will grow with Christ and into Christ. You can't grow in Christ and with Christ unless you have renewed your mind. You can't renew your mind unless you have been strengthened in your, the spirit of your mind, unless Christ has made his home in your heart. Now, doctrinally speaking, we are in Christ. But experientially speaking, in so many things, we are still not in Christ. You get the point. As, as a matter of fact, we are in Christ, but experientially, subjectively, we are not. Therefore, we need to grow up into that Christ. In those things that we are still yet not in Christ, we have got to grow up. That's why verse 15 of chapter 4, Ephesians says, we may grow up into him in all things. Who is the head? Christ. So we need to grow into Christ, not only in one thing, 
but in all things. We have got to grow into Christ. That is what it means to grow up into Christ. Okay. Now, another point here, uh, another item is that we are to be built up with Christ as the material. That is a, another, our fourth aspect. We are to be built up. Built up with Christ. In other words, Christ is supposed to be the material with which we are built up. You get the point. Now, by the growth, we will be built up to the produce and we become a building. When we grow, we are built up and we produce a building. When you read verse 16, it says, we, we, it says that we are built up <clears throat> and become a building. Ephesians 4.16 So, we will have to be built up, not with ourselves as the, uh, the material, but as Christ, with Christ as the material. Christ is supposed to be the material that with which we are built up. Most of the believers are built up with their material, their education, their knowledge, their reasoning. The more we grow, the more we have Christ. The material for our building up manifests as Christ the more we grow. The more you grow, the more you have Christ as your material. The more you have Christ as your material, he begins to permeate your life, to saturate you, that material, until you are made up of Christ. Okay? So, I hope also you understand why Paul says that we are built up into him. But the material that builds us up is Christ still. He says, I will build my church. That's why he says that the church is my body and I am the head. That means that the church is made up of Christ. No external material. Now, we come to our uh, last item, which is fighting the battle. Fighting the battle with Christ as the whole armor of God. After being built up, we must also learn to fight the battle. This is why God is giving us a lot of uh, building and, uh, and um, scriptures. He's building us up because he's preparing us for battle. We don't fight by anything of ourselves. No. All the weapons you use, they are weapons of Christ that, uh, with whom we have been built. So Christ is every aspect of the all armor of God. Christ is the truth, the reality, with which we guard and strengthen ourselves. Uh, that is the truth. Christ is our truth. When you read uh, Ephesians 6.14, it says, Guard yourself with the truth. Guard yourself with Christ. When we come to righteousness as our blessed plate to cover our conscience, that is where you, uh, your thinking is, your soul life is, you cover with the blessed plate of righteousness. That is Christ himself still, is your righteousness. When we come to the shoes of the gospel of peace, that is also Christ in Ephesians 6, 14 and 15. Peace is Christ himself and even peace is, uh, the gospel is Christ himself. So, the one that we preach is the Christ, is the gospel. When we preach with peace, we are preaching Christ with Christ. <laughs> you get the point. Now, in addition, the, the Amma say, also tells us to put on the faith. It says that hold faith as the shield, but faith is also Christ. Now, the author 
uh, and the perfecter of our faith is still Christ. The Bible says in verse 16, when we are having faith as a shield, we have got to know that the author and perfecter of our faith is Jesus Christ. Is the author of the faith we are lifting. If we have Christ, then we have the living faith. Some people have got dead faith. But when we talk about living faith, we are having Christ as that faith. And that's why Paul says that, and the life I live in my body, I live by the faith of Jesus Christ. He was using the living faith of Christ. That is in Galatians 2.20. You get the point. So, uh, if we don't have salvation and uh, uh, as our covering, then uh, we are not going to, to enjoy the entire, entire armor. That's why the following item is uh, the element of salvation. And the element of salvation is also Jesus Christ in verse 17. Christ is our salvation. Christ is our covering. He covered us with salvation. So if we have Christ, we have a covering. Our head is covered. Amen. So the word of God is Christ, the living word. Verse 17, Ephesians says that, and take with you the sword of the spirit. The spirit, the sword of the spirit is Jesus Christ himself as our living word. So this word is a sword. The Bible says it is a sword. And all other items of the armor are defensive. But it's only the sword is only when Jesus Christ is a living word. That's when we have an offensive weapon to slay the enemy. You see? So, Christ is every part of the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6. And this means that we fight. We fight the enemy in Christ, by Christ and with Christ. That's the only way we fight. It's not about our barking, our shouting, our sweating, our mentioning, our whatever. Those things don't work. We fight the enemy with Christ. We fight him in Christ and we fight him with Christ, by Christ. So this also is an aspect of the experience of Christ. Some of us, we go into the, the, the battle, spiritual fair, and we leave Christ behind. We don't put on him. We go in our strength and shout and back. And there is nothing that is going to change. So we have to be strengthened into our inner man that Christ may settle and make home within us. Then we are to have, we are, we have to be renewed with Christ and to grow with Christ and into Christ. Then we must be built up with Christ and fight with Christ. We have to learn to experience Christ in such a full and living way. This is what it means experience Christ hallelujah now I want us to uh, continue with the last part by the grace of God and that is what we call the mingled spirit the mingled spirit now all the foregoing points that we have seen what Christ is, is to us the ministry of Christ the experience of Christ they depend on the mingled spirit when I talk about the mingled spirit the Bible says um, in 1 Corinthians six seventeen, that he who is joined with the Lord is one spirit. Now that when we get saved and we join with the Lord's spirit, we are one spirit. There's, our spirit is mingled. Now in Ephesians, we have the Holy Spirit and we also have the human spirit. And these two spirits must mingle together. They are mingled together. 
we can right away determine that some verses refer to the Holy Spirit and we can also decide that, okay, some verses refer to the human spirit. If you are grown up in the things of Christ, in the word of God, you can see this is now referring to the, our spirit, this is referring to the Holy Spirit. In several verses, it is hard to say whether it was the Holy Spirit or the human spirit because they are mingled. Because they refer to the mingled spirit. The Holy Spirit is mingled with our spirit. And this is where all the other aspects are able to come to pass. Whatever Christ is today is in the Holy Spirit. Whatever Christ wants to do, it is by the Holy Spirit. And whatever we want to ex display and express of Christ, it is with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the transmission. Christ ascended to the height. So how can that Christ come into us? Because when he resurrected, he went and transcended there, the heights. The only way Christ comes back into us, he comes back into us as the Holy Spirit, who is the transmitting element. The Holy Spirit in our spirit is the transmission, transmitting and flowing all the, all the time is flowing day by day. This is an inner flow that does not cease. Within every Christian, there is an inner flow. And this inner flow is the transmission of the Holy Spirit. And this transmitting is, uh, the Holy Spirit is transmitting all the riches of Christ. Christ himself is also transmitted into us. You get the point. Now, he has, he has come to us now. He is in us. And the Bible says he has sealed us up. Ephesians 1.13 We were sealed with the Holy Spirit And we have to be careful to not grieve Him That's why Ephesians 4.30 reminds us Grieve not the Holy Spirit You see This means that we have to obey Him We have to cooperate with Him We have to go along with Him We are not supposed to rebel We are supposed to be so gentle with Him Then concerning our human spirit We have to be filled in the Spirit that's why the Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, still the Bible still says in Ephesians 6.18, pray in the Spirit. You see? And we see this vision that in our spirit, <clears throat> Ephesians 1.17, everything that we see is in our spirit. We are now talking about the mingled spirit. We should learn not merely to consider the things of God in our understanding, in our mind. But we begin to realize these things of God by our spirit. When you are reading the Bible, it has got to be by your spirit. When you are praying, it has got to be by your spirit. Even when you are preaching, it has got to be by your spirit. To see things in vision and revelation, it is by our spirit. Now, in this way, our spirit will be mingled with the Holy Spirit and we will realize all the wonderful riches of Christ in this mingling and this mingled spirit. You begin to realize the wonderful riches. Once your spirit is united with the Spirit of God, is one. All that the Holy Spirit transmits to us is in this mingled spirit. If your spirit is mingled with the Holy Spirit, then there is going to be a transmission. When you begin to speak, you begin to transmit life. When you are going to perform any action or any power, any grace, you are going to be passing out that transmission. 
of the mingled spirit. And whatever we do to know the Lord and experience him must be in our mingled spirit. Hallelujah. Now, you see that uh, the first three main items of Ephesians depend, <clears throat> they depend on this item, the mingled spirit. And the key is the mingled spirit. If you have the mingled spirit, your spirit is one with the spirit of God. Then the items that we have mentioned above, they are able. All that Christ is, is in the Holy Spirit. And today, the Holy Spirit comes into us as the transmitting agent. He has come to transmit Christ into us. He comes as the indwelling Christ, uh, indwelling agent, indwelling us and transmitting to us day by day. And this is just uh, like the current of electricity I talked about previous in the uh, previous episodes. The, the, this current of electricity transmits the electricity into a building from the dam, from the generator. When the current stops and the power goes off, the supply of electricity stops. So, in the same way, Christ is constantly transmitting into us by the transmitting spirit. The Holy Spirit is the transmitter and Christ is the, uh, the, the source. And the Holy Spirit is transmitting Christ into us. So, the organ of, for us to receive the transmitting of the Holy Spirit is our human spirit. Your human spirit is not insulated. You must remove the insulator, the the. the, the, the um, the flesh is our insulator covering the spirit. Remove the insulator. Make your spirit as a naked wire whereby when you connect a wire with a, wire, a live wire, you get the electricity. If our spirit, if you are not living in the spirit, we are enclosed with the flesh, then the transmission stops. The flow stops. So the Holy Spirit transmits Christ into our spirit. Once our spirits are attentive, they are open, uh, our spirit is open, then the transmission will proceed from the Holy Spirit to you, from you to other people. Therefore, we must learn how to exercise our spirit to contact the Holy Spirit. So we need Ephesians to read it again and again and to note all these verses about the spirit. We will find these three aspects. When you read Ephesians, you will find that the Holy Spirit transmits Christ to us You'll find our spirit receives what the spirit transmits. And you also find these two spirits, the transmitting spirits and the receiving spirits, they are mingled together as one spirit. Now, it is this mingled spirit, including our spirit and the Holy Spirit, that we are one with Christ and one with the other saints. We can't be one in Christ. We can't be of the same mind, not until we are mingled in the Spirit of God. And if we are not one with others, this means that we are out of the mingled spirit. There is disunity now. If we are in the mingled spirit, we will be one and we will have one body. The body is in the mingled spirit and the building up is also in the mingled spirit. Hallelujah. So, we see that if we remain in the mingled spirit, we will be sanctified, cleansed, and all spots and wrinkles will be gone, according to Ephesians 5, 27 We cannot wash away blemish and wrinkles on our face with the soap and water. No. In the same way, the blood of Jesus can wash away our sin. 
But if the blood cannot wash away our uh, this blood that can wash away our sin cannot wash away the wrinkles and the spots, it does not. Even if you repent, Lord, cleanse me with your blood, the wrinkles and the spots they will stay. This can be washed away only by the inner life. If you have that inner life of the spirit, that is whereby you are mingled with the spirit, this inner life uh, will make you to become uh, a person who is renewed. You were young. Uh, uh, if you were young again today, and uh, you, 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 all of a sudden your wrinkles are gone. That is what we call the renewal. Uh, your wrinkles are gone and spots are disappeared. You have gone back to your face that is of a child. And this proves that wrinkles are signs of oldness. If we, the Bible says that I want to come with, for a church without spot or wrinkle. They don't talk about sin. They are talking about a church which is new and fresh, renewed, without oldness. Because we are people of the new creature. We are supposed to be new because God is always new. The church must have a newness of life. We, know, we, we must never be old. The more the church grows, the younger it becomes. The inner life washes away all the wrinkles. Hallelujah. And many people say that the longer a church is in a place, the older it becomes. That is a physical reasoning. This might be true, but I'm afraid that after 15 years, the church is uh, uh, here. It might become old with many wrinkles. And the Lord doesn't want us to uh, be like that. You see, where there is the lack of the inner life in that church, we will have many wrinkles. The church will begin to have spots and wrinkles. Now, spots are the signs of wounds. Wrinkles are a sign of oldness and spots are signs of wounds. When the church has been wounded, there are spots on that church. The longer a church remains in one place, the more wounds it will suffer. Wounds of words, wounds of things, all things that happen upon it. And it will have spot after spot. However, we thank God that the more we have the rich inner life, the more the life brings the washing, purifying power. This life cleanses away all the wrinkles and spots that were caused by the wounds the church faced. Those scars they will disappear. This sanctifying and cleansing is by the washing of the water in the word. That's why the Bible says in 526 Ephesians, be washed in the water of the word. The word will always wash us, sanctify us, cleanse us. And in the word of God, there is that inner life. And this inner life is the washing water. Glory to God. And the water is in the word. The more we have the inner life, the more the washing power of the living word cleanses all the wounds and washes away all the wrinkles, recovering us to our original condition in life. Now, in this way, the church will not only be grown, but it will also be purified without blemish, spot, or wrinkle, and to become a glorious church, a fresh church, a perfect church. And all this comes from the experience of Christ. Hallelujah. So as I finish, I want to tell you, there is no need to worry. There is no need to worry. We have the best promise. The Lord Jesus gave himself up for the church because he loved the church and he will sanctify 
and he will cleanse the church to present her, which is the church, to himself, a glorious church and a perfect church. That is a promise. Do you believe this? I believe it. Me, I believe it. Sooner or later, the Lord will accomplish this scripture. Praise him. The building up and purification of the church is the result, the issue of the experience of Christ. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for being a wonderful follower of these wonderful episodes. This is our last episode. God bless you. This is Pastor Dennis Matov Oda from Kampala, Uganda. I've been sharing with you the, the experience of Christ and it has got 16 episodes. I know, I know. These are 17 episodes. I know the Lord has blessed you if you have followed them. Please find all other episodes. In our previous episodes, you go and up uh, uh, streams, uh, the podcast, you get them, listen to them, and the Lord will bless you. Find us on freedomexperienceministry.org and also find us on Facebook. God bless you. We love you. Bye-bye. For more information or get more of these messages or donate to our ministry, contact us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry, or visit our website on www.freedomexperiencezone.com. Or you can call us directly on class 256 Thank you.